Welcome back to the punt return. We are going to finish off our AFC season previews with the AFC South and another tough division with the Colts and, and Titans vying for that, that number one spot. Ryan, the Colts, let's start with Indianapolis and Matt Ryan, whatever you think of Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan is an upgrade, uh, especially when you pair him with, with Frank Reich and, and the, the smarts on offense, uh, bring in Stefan Gilmore on defense. I think the one, the one question mark is around that, that receiver core. And you've got Michael Pittman who looks like he's a young star. Like he's, he's going to be a stud in this league for a long time, but what happens after that? Um, we know, we know what to expect from the running game, but they, they need some class in the air. And we know that Matt Ryan is going to rely on his arm. He's going to throw the ball a lot. Michael Pittman's going to be the number one guy. Clearly uh, they're going to run the ball a lot, but who is it after, after Pittman in the, in the air game? Yeah. It's slim pickings after uh, Michael Pittman. That's for sure. After they let T Y Hilton walk. Mm. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Let's go back quickly to your first point about Matt Ryan. And obviously he's, He's the best quarterback that Colts have had probably since since obviously Andrew Luck departed. It's an interesting one. They've obviously had a bit of a co- um, quarterback carousel themselves at at Indy. They've um, they're well coached. They're well um, drilled. They're they're always thereabouts. Uh, they had the breakout season of Jonathan Taylor last year, who was you know playing at an MVP caliber as a running back. They've got Naheem Hines, who's a really good pass catching running back, but. Uh, they got Kiki Kuti over from uh, their division foe in the in the Houston Texans, but Paris Campbell's the only other kind of name that stands out. And even then, it's um, yeah, it's not a huge um, you know, it doesn't fill you with a bunch of confidence. It's going to be a lot through Michael Pittman, who who does look like a star, but we know how good that offensive line is in Indy and, and has been for a while. And they always find a way to kind of um, get those takeaways. And it was Stefan adding Stefan Gilmore is a really big addition for the Colts. And um, I think they should um, improve. Uh, they were obviously going to make the playoffs last year and before an absolute collapse mm. in the last couple of weeks of the season against the Raiders and then embarrassingly against the Jags in, in the final week of the season. But uh, yeah, it's a toss up, I think, between again, of course, the Colts and the Titans and, and who wants it more. I think the Jags and Texans will again be fighting out for the bottom of that division. But uh yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see where who comes out on top for the AFC South because I think whoever uh, wins this division is the only team that sneaks in. I think, uh, yeah, whether or not the uh, the runner-up, I should say, of this of this division can sneak in for a wild-card spot remains to be seen, but I don't think they will. I think it's going to have to be a um, a win-to-get-in scenario. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one. It's, it's funny. I feel like he, he was much maligned in Indianapolis, but I feel like Zach Pascal is, is a, a big loss for them, especially when you look at that depth chart at, at the receiver position that Zach Pascal you know, is a big loss. When, when you're looking at a, a bunch of what is essentially, you know, wide receiver threes on, on the depth chart, you've got Pittman at, at number one, you've got Jonathan Taylor, you know what you're going to get from, from JT in the, in the running game and, and whether or not he, he kind of elevates himself back into that, MVP conversation is an interesting one um, because there's another obvious MVP running back contender in, in the division. Um, but I think that the, the question marks around the receivers, especially with a QB like Matt Ryan is, is the, the big question mark around Indianapolis. Um, and it's going to be really interesting to see how they, how they kind of line up and, and how, uh, how Matt Ryan, I guess, depends on, on those guys after, 
Pittman. We know that Pittman's going to be, you know, he's going to get the number one cornerback. He's going to get the most coverage uh, possibly of any receiver in the, in the league based on just the amount of volume that he's going to get um, from, from this team and, and who's behind him. But that's the big question mark, I think on the Colts and, you know, it's, it's a two horse race really in this, in this division. I think you're right that the, the loser of this race probably doesn't, uh, doesn't snag a playoff spot. Yeah, exactly right. And that's why I think it's, it's so critical to see who wins these, these games between the Colts and the Titans, because that could ultimately end up um, deciding who wins the division. Like it did last year with the Titans winning both their, their games against the Colts. And that's probably what it all comes down to. And the, the Titans have certainly had the wood over the Colts in recent seasons, but I don't know, maybe with Matt Ryan's addition, they're, they're finally primed to, to knock off the Titans there. But yeah, we'll move on to the Tennessee Titans and, and someone, you know, a team that's uh, got King Henry in their team who was absolutely on world record pace last year before um, his injury derailed the, the Titans season in some way. But like the Ravens, they they were hit hardest by all the injuries and COVID, COVID um, protocols last season. So it'd be interesting to see how Mike Vrabel's team Comes back this year. Ryan Tannehill again struggled in the playoffs. Um, you know, he was picked off um, in his first pass attempt, I think it was, against the Bengals in that wild card round. And that set the scene for the Titans to just derail after that. And yeah, it's going to be a big, big season for Ryan Tannehill, who's probably potentially playing for his career. I mean, he's yep. had a, a, a brilliant comeback uh, as a Titan um, after a, a failed run at the Dolphins. But you know, it's, it's kind of almost now or never for the Titans who um, who need better play from him. They've obviously lost uh, AJ Brown to your mob, which I, mm-hmm. I know you can see you grinning about uh, there on, on Zoom, mate. But um, Robert Woods is a nice addition. Of course, he's coming off an ACL though. So how he kind of fits into that into that roster with, with Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball um, will be interesting. But it, obviously the offense is going to be around, revolved again around Derek Henry and... Um, there's obviously Malik Wills as well, who who could be potentially waiting in the wings if, if Tannehill struggles after we saw, you know, some pretty exciting performances in the preseason already from him. So, yeah, they, they could make a decision on the quarterback if, if, if things start to go pear-shaped early. Yeah, I think I think this season is going to show just how reliant they are on, on Derek Henry. Uh, I mean, if Ryan Tannehill can get back to that form that we saw of him from, from two seasons ago, then... You know, potentially they, they can do it, but without AJ Brown, I mean, Robert Woods is, is a, a very good player. He's not AJ Brown in, in my eyes. They're very different players and, and Robert Woods is not going to replace AJ Brown. His athleticism, his dynamicism, you know, yards after, after impact yards, after the catch, all those sorts of things that AJ Brown is you know, essentially elite at. Um, yeah, I think they're going to really miss him in that offense and, and whether or not the combination of, of Robert Woods coming in off the back of that ACL, like you said, uh, they drafted Traylon Burks uh, and, and he looks looks like a good prospect, but whether or not he can kind of pick up some of that slack and, and continue to progress that offense uh, because it is so reliant on Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill when they're playing well. And, and when one of them isn't playing or isn't playing well, like we saw last season with Henry out and Tannehill, you know, not as, not as uh, impactful at, at QB, then, yeah, they really struggle on offense. Um, and you're right. I think Malik Wills is 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 waiting for a chance. And, and I think that he's their QB of the future. They've invested, you know, what do they take him in the second, late second round, third round, something like that. So they've invested, a, you know, a decent pick on, on Malik Wills. And I think that they're expecting him to eventually take over from Ryan Tannehill. But if they struggle early on offense, that eventually could come sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think the Colts deserve to be favorites for this division. Just... 
I don't know. I, I still think the Titans um, kind of have that that um, that strength and that kind of you know that mongrel attitude, I suppose, in, in for lack of a better term, that they kind of um, have over the Colts at the moment. And I think that'll hold them in good stead, especially if Henry can kind of recapture the form that he was showing early last year. That'll that'll go the long way. And and we know Matt Ryan struggled with a pretty poor Atlanta offense last year, but maybe he's on the decline and. And Father Time's caught up with him as well. So I think Ryan Tannehill might still be slightly better at this stage of his career than Matt Ryan, potentially. It's it's, it's a hard one to, to mm. say, after, especially after a shit candy um, about his play last year, but in the playoffs especially. But I, I've got the Titans just just finishing ahead of the Colts. And Ooh. it'll come down to... Um, it held me in good stead last year. The Titans did me some good last year. So I'll, I'll roll with them again, but... I can see why the bookies have installed the Colts as favourites this time around. Yeah, I'm, I'm coming off the Titans. I've been on them. I've been on them big time over the last couple of years. And, and anyone who listened to a few years ago when they went on that big playoff run uh, w- would have known how how hard I went at the Titans that that playoff series and that that run. Uh, but yeah, I think this might be our first uh, our first head to head in in division titles. Uh, I'm on the Colts. In, uh, in the AFC South here on the Titans. Uh, but the two other te- there are two other teams in this division, funnily enough, and one of them is the Jacksonville Jacksonville Jaguars, and, and we know where they're coming from. They're, they're coming from a number one pick two years in a row. Uh, Trevor Lawrence gets his, uh, his second season and maybe, maybe just primed. We know that his, his rookie season wasn't fantastic. I know we come to expect humongous things from – number one draft picks, um, especially at, at QB, but uh, you know, potentially didn't live up to, to some of those expectations. But he's now got Doug Peterson at, at head coach and, and he's a bit of a, a QB whisperer, uh, Doug, Dougie P. And I feel like he could make the difference for, for Trevor Lawrence. That They've got some pieces, um, you know, that defensive line with Josh Allen, Arden Key, Trayvon Walker, who they, they selected with the, the first overall pick in the last draft. They've got some talent there and, they get Travis Etienne back running the ball, and th- there is some reason for optimism in, in Jacksonville. Yeah, there absolutely is. I think they're um, clearly ahead of their their other divisional um, opposition in, in the Houston Texans at the moment of their development. I think they've gone out and splashed the cash in the offseason, like you mentioned. They've added quite a few number of good weapons here for Trevor for Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk being being the main one who got a huge contract. I'm not sure why. He got paid so much money, but I mean, maybe he, maybe they've seen something that I haven't yet. He's he's obviously a very good player, but for the money that they threw around, he'd he'd be wanting to catch, um, you know, quite a lot of balls this year and easily a passing, easily a passing a thousand yards. Marvin Jones Jr. is obviously a great um, wide receiver option as well. I like the look of Chenault, who who gets another year under his belt. He had a couple of injury issues mm. last year. They've got um, Zay Jones as well over from the Raiders. They've got Evan Ingram now as their tight end there. A lot of nice little pieces. And like you said, the big one is going to be Trevor Lawrence's college teammate with uh, Travis Etienne running the ball. Obviously, James Robinson performed admirably last year and had a really strong season running the football. But with Travis Etienne back, it'll take the pressure of um, Trevor Lawrence a lot more as well. And we know there's a little bit of talent on that on that defensive side as well, mainly Josh Allen. Uh, as And of course, now Trayvon Walker, the, the number one overall pick, who's looked like an absolute beast early in preseason. Um, yeah, there's a little bit to work with the Jags and, and they could surprise a few teams this season. But yeah, I can't see him challenging for a division title. 
no, I think let alone a playoff spot yet. But I, um, I think they're probably I another year or two away. Yeah, work in progress though. They they could be building something a little bit there. Definitely, and and I think that's kind of almost the opposite of the uh, the final team in in the AFC South, the Houston Texans. Back to the well with with Davis Mills at at QB, and I guess. They're looking at the draft already. They're looking for that number one pick. Uh, you know, they're looking for for Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, etc. Making that choice for for their next QB of the future. Um, Davis Mills isn't it? We, I think we know that, but he's kind of shown enough that they can last with him for another year or two if they have to. What what they've put around him is is a really kind of workman like offense. We know that they've they've brought in. You look at Jonathan Taylor in in Indian. Before him, there was Marlon Mack, you know, really workmanlike, hard runner, downhill, downhill runner, um, likes to, to, to biff and bruise and, and just run hard. And he's a, he's a good, solid player. They've got, they've got Rex Burkhead. They've got Brandon Cooks, obviously, who's a quality receiver, um, but he's, he's, not, he's not your number one guy you want on a, on a contending team. And they're clearly not contending. Nico Collins have brought in as well. And I think, you know, it, it is a workmanlike offense, but I'd be surprised if they win more than two or three games. I think they're, they're clearly looking at the draft already and, and working out how they're going to build this franchise over the next you know, five to six years, as opposed to this year. Oh, for sure. I think um, it's going to be another long year for the Texans. I mean, Davis Mills showed a, a few signs last year. He had, he had a couple of nice performances. He had some absolute horror ones as well, but um, Brandon Cooks was clearly their MVP last year and, and they've added a rookie of the year. If you believe, if you read all the um, buzz on Twitter, Damian Pierce has already won rookie of the year by the, by the sound of it. But um, I think he'll well, take one thing over. I've, one thing I've learned over the years is don't listen to Texans fans. Yeah. Don't listen to Texans. <laughs> but uh, he'll, he'll be their number one running back. If it's not week one, it'll be pretty soon after. And uh, the Texans, yeah, it's been an interesting one. They've obviously gone back to, to lovely Smith as their head coach as well. Um, so yeah, another work, another uh, you know long season for the Texans, who, like you said, might be um, already kind of planning for the future and uh, an early pick next year. Now we, we've gone three from three. We're on the same page for most of the AFC uh, in in terms of division winners, but I think we're on we're on opposite sides of this one. I'm going with the Colts. I just think that they're a more balanced team across the board than the Titans. I think they're a better franchise in general. Uh, I think the way they've built the franchise from bottom up. Uh, since Peyton Manning and then obviously through the Andrew Luck days, I think that, that they kind of realized that they didn't protect Andrew Luck the way that they should have. They've, they've taken that lesson. They've learned from it. Uh, and I think the way that they've built this lineup is, is really strong. They're, they're not elite on every line, but they've got elite players on every line. Uh, and I think that the way that they mesh together is going to be the biggest thing that they play as a team. And I think they would have learned a lot from last season's collapse uh, over those final few weeks, and I think that they will. I, th- I think that they'll win this division fairly easily. Fairly easily, that's a big call. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I, it's I think the be... Titans are on the way down. Okay, yeah, I can see that. And and look, I I can understand why the Colts are favourites. And um, maybe I'm just hunting a little bit of value, but I'm I'm going to stick fat with the Titans. I think they can run it back for one more year, uh, and 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 trouble the Colts. I just think that the Colts don't look like they've got a huge amount of talent on that offensive side of the ball. I mean, obviously they've got JT and if, but if he goes down, there's not much else. I mean, Michael Pittman looks like he's going to be a, a good player, but um, yeah, maybe a declining or ailing Matt Ryan is <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially, or he could be, you know, back to his MVP form in, in new, in new colors, who knows, but 
their defense and, and offensive line is going to hold them in good stead. I think the Colts are certainly going to be a seven or eight win team. But yeah, whether or not that's enough to get them a division title, uh, I think the Titans can just pip them. So well, let's go head to head, and I'll go to the Titans. But um, yeah, it's certainly a, a, a race in two here in the AFC South. I think head to head to finish off the AFC. That uh, that just about wraps up our AFC. Uh, division previews. We'll uh, we'll be back shortly with the NFC. Thanks for tuning in. 